Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In Play Podcast. I am Nick Stellini, filling in for the wonderful Evan Davis. This week is our producer, Sean Brody. Hello, Sean. Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. So um, what we're going to do uh, this week, uh, tis the season for All-Star stuff. Um, so we're going to talk about the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby and stuff like that. We're going to do a quasi-reveal of the Beyond the Box score um, All-Star ballot. And then we can get into other stuff like the Brewers. Um, but most importantly, um, Sean, I, I want to get your take on this. Uh, why does Gary Sanchez hate fun? Why does Gary Sanchez want to ruin the home run derby for everybody? Because Logan Morrison has made it very clear that Gary Sanchez is the devil, and I want to know why he's the devil. I don't know. They uh, they must have a childhood beef that we don't know about or something. Because clearly, you know, Gary Sanchez, you know, in the dead of the night, went into the MLB offices and, and put his name on on the on the gas list or something and removed Lomos. He he's a bad person apparently. Um, I, I put it this way on Twitter that I saw Gary Sanchez put a ball over a light tower two years ago in Double A, and Logan Morrison is good because the ball is juiced. Yeah, like you want you want to put your your best young talent in the Derby, right? Because that gives them the exposure. It would make sense to go Gary Sanchez over Logan Morrison, and it kind of is confusing that Logan Morrison, after what like one good season, is going to come out and act like he's this like incredibly valuable veteran, and it's kind of weird. I mean, are we surprised? It's Lomo. <laughs> yeah, also a good point. So, anyways, um, let's get into our All Star ballot. Sean, who who do we have starting the game? Okay, so for the American League, we have Gary Sanchez at catcher, Logan Morrison at first base, Jose Altuve at second base, Jose Ramirez at third base, Carlos Correa at shortstop, Aaron Judge, George Springer, and Mike Trout in the outfield, and Corey Dickerson at designated hitter with Chris Sale, the starting pitcher. Only one of those, or two of those uh, players were unanimous. That was Aaron Judge and Chris Sale. So take that for what it is worth. And what about the National League? So for the National League, we have Buster Posey at catcher, Paul Goldschmidt at first base, Daniel Murphy at second, Anthony Rendon at third, uh, Corey Seager at short, Bryce Harper, Cody Bellinger, and Marcelo Zuna in the outfield with Max Scherzer, the starting pitcher. So that's the beyond-the-box score starters. Uh, we'll get to probably reserves real quick. Quite a few more of those for the American League. Alex Avila, the backup catcher, Justin Smoke. Backup first baseman, Jonathan uh, Shoup, the second baseman, Miguel Sano at third, Xander Bogarts at short, Mookie Betts, Steven Souza Jr., and Avicel Garcia in the outfield, Lance McCullers, Corey Kluber, Chris Archer, Michael Fulmer, Hugh Darvish, the five backup starting pitchers, uh, Craig Kimbrell, Andrew Miller, and Chris Davinsky round out the bullpen, so a lot of big names. Uh, Avisel Garcia probably being the most notable uh, turnaround that happens to be in this group. Uh, but uh, what are your what are your first thoughts before we round up the National League reserves? Um, well, my first thought is that it, it's a very strong group. Um, and, and this I guess we, we, this would probably be a separate episode um, that we can get into at a later date. But um, I am not saying that Avisel Garcia isn't now good at baseball and that. Alex Avila isn't once again good at baseball. Um, I just wonder how the current offensive environment is contributing to their um, their resurgence. Because like we didn't put Avi Garcia in as the the requisite White Sox. Like we, we put him in as like a legit All Star. 
Um, like this wasn't a okay. We need to have somebody for the White Sox on the bat, on the on the roster. Um, he got in on his own merit, um, which is fascinating to me. Not that he hasn't had a great season. It's like, it's like I I just wonder like how things are going to change if and when MLB goes back to the old ball. Um, like are we going to see another Avi Garcia All Star season? It's weird, right? Because if they were to go back to the old ball, you would make all of these people go crazy who have who have kind of been the the pioneers of figuring out whether the ball is juiced or not and i maybe that's like a reverse psychology tactic that it'll be could use and to be like oh the home runs are going down so it's, it's normal variance that just happens but yeah i mean that's an interesting point uh, if they were to ever switch back to the ball we might see abby uh, not be the very very good hitter he's been this season and to your point too jonathan shoop is another one of those who might qualify for that argument because Shu was not exactly the best. He struck out a lot, but he really turned his season around this year, and he's been one of the best second basemen in the league, and it's it's been quite the revolution. I mean, I've always liked Jonathan Scope. Um, I, I definitely, like, always saw, like, the potential there. I didn't think he was going to be, you know, a 133 WRC plus kind of guy, but, I mean, he's always had the power there, um, and not to say that, that the ball isn't helping him this year, um, but he's definitely always had the power. Um, I liked him as a hitter, uh, and, and it's interesting to see him do this. Um, you you have to wonder what the Orioles would be like if Manny Machado was having a regular Manny Machado season, and their pitching wasn't you know like double A stuff. So I do have some more down ballot votes that uh, kind of piqued my curiosity, and that is uh, Jason Vargas and Dallas Keuchel received seven and three votes respectively. So no love for the low ERA uh, starters. I voted for both of those guys, right? It looks like you had Kluber, Fulmer, Severino, Archer, and you, Darvish. Oh, okay. I, I, I think I had Keuchel and Vargas on my uh, my, my wild card spots in the third round. Yeah. I was just looking at the reserves. But, yeah, it's it's still confusing to me because Keuchel, uh, he's been back to what we, know and, we knew and expected from 2015 Dallas Keuchel. And not not much love for him with the uh, down ballot votes. You have to wonder if that's because he hasn't qualified for the ERA title because he he was hurt during that that stretch. He was yeah. So do you think that's the sole reason? I mean that's definitely part of it. He's missed time, um, and you want to get guys on on the roster who have um, you know pitched full seasons. I, I voted for him in my wild card spot um, because yeah, he's he's been insanely good when he's on the mound, and I think that that counts for something. Just, like, there's a certain threshold of dominance to playing time that I, I think there's a there's a tipping point there, um, and I, he and he met my criteria for that. So I mean, he's one of those guys like I think he should be on the team, but also like I am well aware of the fact that he would require an injury replacement. Um, but I, I think he's worthy of recognition in that regard. And in terms of Vargas, like um, he's probably further down on like a like a like an F WAR leaderboard. Um, than other guys because I, I, w- I would assume his underlying stats aren't as sexy, um, so that probably eats into his F WAR a little bit. 2.62 ERA, but a 3.8 FIP and a 4.78 X FIP, so that'll do it. Um, that being said, like I'm okay with that. Like you know, he, he's 20th on the qualified starters leaderboard on, on Fangraphs. You know, below g- guys like you know. McCullers and Severino and John, yeah, Uh, Carrasco is ahead of him. Um, But that being said, 
he's a 2.62 ERA. Um, and at a certain point, I don't mind the low strikeout rate. I don't mind the fly balls and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I would, like, the dude is pitched very well. Um, and it's not his fault that he plays in Kauffman Stadium so the fly balls get caught. Like, that's fine. Like, I think he should be an all-star because he's thrown 106 innings of 2.62 ERA, and I don't care if it's – like, for me, the all-star game is about who has performed well, not about whose metrics are the best. And I, th- I feel that Jason Vargas is worthy of recognition because he's having the season of a lifetime right now. Um, this is far and away his best year. And he should be recognized for that. And, you know, it's it's a matter of, okay, so do we take Jason Vargas or who, who's been, like, like the, guy, the guys who have been voted for ahead of him aren't having good seasons, but, um, and the reason I, and there's a reason I put him as, as one of my wildcard picks, not one of the five immediate backup starters, but I still think he should be there. Well, it's one of those things where, is this Jason Vargas' true talent level? Probably not. But at the same time, he's still been very, very good. And isn't that the point of the All-Star game, like you said, is rewarding that good play in the first half, regardless of whether you think this is who Jason Vargas is or who he isn't. I think that's where I disagree with a lot of of people in that it's not really something that you look and be like, oh, well, his FIP and his, X, his XFIP and his DRA, those suggest that he should be worse. Well, he should, but he hasn't been. And... So let him throw an inning in the All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, so let him, let him get in the All-Star game. Let's move on to uh, the National League reserve ballot. The uh, catcher, Yasmani Grandal, Joey Votto at first, Josh Harrison at second, Justin Turner at third, Zach Cozart at short, Charlie Blackman, Michael Conforto, Ender Inciarte in the outfield, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Grinke, Carlos Martinez, Steven Strasburg, Alex Wood in the starting rotation, and Kinley Jansen, Corey Neville, and Felipe Rivero in the bullpen. So anything stick out there? Uh, no, I mean, that all seems right to me. I, th- I think I did vote for Enciarte, but um, like, there's a part of me that, that isn't wild about putting defense guys on the All-Star game. Like, like Enciarte, like, he's incredible on defense. Um, he's been exactly league average on offense. I mean, he's hitting 306, so that, that's kind of fine, but he has anything for power. And, I, and that... that equates out to a league average offense, but I'll give him more credit for hitting over 300. Um, but I, I, and this is partly because the NL outfield uh, group this year is a little weird, but I mean, he, that's fine. If he's the last guy on the bench on the, on the, out, in the outfield, that that's fine. But everything else sounds good to me. I voted Adam Duvall instead of Ender and Ciarte, uh, almost because like you said, Ender and Ciarte is a defense heavy guy and we haven't, really got in the public sphere a great confidence in defensive metrics and I'm not saying that Ender Inciarte is going to be bad or they're going to say he's bad at defense but it's one of those things where if I have a choice I'm always going to vote offense over defense just because defensive metrics are a little wonky but I think what does stick out to me the two guys that Ender Inciarte beat out Andrew McCutcheon, Giancarlo Stanton both had five votes, Inciarte had eight so those are two pretty big names for him to to beat out to uh, win that that sixth reserve outfield spot. I think I voted for McCut for uh, for Stanton rather. Um, I can't remember if I did. Like I know I had his name on the ballot at one point. I can't remember if I took him off in favor of Vinciarte. Um, but yeah, like Stanton, how like he hasn't been outstanding this year. But like one, the games in Miami, and two, he's John Carlos Stanton. Um, McCut, like I, I desperately wanted to vote for McCutcheon, but um, I need more than just the one good month. 
Because he had, he had two okay months and then one very, very good month. Um, and I need more than that to put him in the All-Star game. Um, and, I, and I really want to because I want Andrew McCutcheon to be good again. I want him to be an All-Star. I want him to, to kick ass because he's Andrew McCutcheon. Um, so Stanton would have been my guy. Duval, um, he's whatever to me. I mean, he's definitely having a good year, better than I thought he was, actually. But, eh. I mean, give me John Carlos Stanton in Miami. So, I think we had a little discussion in the uh, the Beyond the Box Score group chat uh, about the uh, the third base race. That was uh, Justin Turner against Anthony Rendon. And it's weird because you have, on one hand, this, this battle that's going on between uh, is there a certain threshold of plate appearances a guy should get before he should be an all-star over a guy like Rendon who hasn't really missed much of the year. And I want to know your thoughts on that. Did you go Rendon over Turner? My thought is that Justin Turner is hitting 380 and he's had four war so far in 264 plate appearances. Put him in the damn all-star game. Um, <laughs> again, there's that tip. Like, I want to talk about with Keiko. There's that tipping point of playing time versus production where at a certain point, if you are kicking so much ass in a protracted period of time, like, you deserve to be in the All-Star game. Um, like, like in 2013, I thought Yasiel Puig should have been in the All-Star game. Um, like, he didn't have the, he didn't, wasn't qualified for the batting title, but he was just so damn good, and he was such an electrifying presence that he should be in the All-Star game. Justin Turner, he's only played 62 games. Rendon's played 78. Again, Justin Turner's hitting 380. <laughs> okay? He has a 181 WRC+. plus. You can argue that if, if you really want to get crazy, he has been the best non-Aaron Judge hitter in baseball this year. And I don't care if he doesn't qualify for the batting title because the guy's going to get MVP votes. Yeah. So put him in the All-Star game. It, going back to, to Justin Turner's kind of offseason, that might be one of the best signs of the offseason. And all it was was a simple re-sign. And he could only be rivaled by the guy in the bullpen, Kinley Jansen. It's crazy how the Dodgers just stood pat and said, all right, well, we want to keep our guys. And then they just went out and tore up the world. Yeah, they, they traded for Logan Forsythe, and, and think that was about it. <laughs> uh, and surely they saw Chris Taylor doing all of this. That was completely by design. I think Chris Taylor should be in the All-Star game. Yeah, he got a couple of down-ballot votes, too. I think I might have put him on my wild-card slot. Um, I, I really wanted to. I really, really wanted to. Like, he, he, he's been a lot of fun. Yeah, he's been really good. I I, I, I enjoy watching him. I like and um, yeah, I mean like the Dodgers have they they have a hell of a roster, and you can argue for about a third of them to be all stars. Well, as much as I've I've been a Diamondbacks kind of aficionado all year, I've really liked what they were doing, and I really want to see them go far and even try for that division. But as good as the Dodgers are, it's just that that roster is so so good. Yeah, and then they're going to trade for Justin Verlander, and it's going to be over. So if you had to guess, who was the team with the most votes in the American in League? In the American League? Before before we uh, count up the rest with the wild cards and uh, the stuff like that. So just starters and reserves. Well, the Astros, right? Astros with five. Who is second place? The... This might surprise you. Hmm. Uh, Cleveland? Nope, they were uh, tied for fourth. Okay. Second place is a tie between two teams. The Yankees. Nope. Red Sox? Right division. Red Sox are one. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, so 
the Red Sox and Tampa. Tampa. Okay. So who are the guys from Tampa? It was Dickerson, Dickerson, Dickerson Lomo, Morrison, Archer, Archer, and Steven Souza Jr. Souza. Okay. So it's a good team, but kind of sneaky, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they're 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 really good. Um, they're probably. I mean, I, I would think they sneak into the second wild card spot. So to the National League, two teams were far and away more like there there are these two teams with the most votes, and then third place is like three teams with two votes, and then the rest have one vote. So who are the two teams that dominated? And they're not a surprise. The Dodgers and the Nats. Absolutely. Who had the more? Washington. Dodgers had seven. Nationals had five. So 12 of these votes, almost half of the National League roster is a Dodger or a Nat. I mean, that makes sense. They're far and away the two best teams. So uh, I'll use this to pivot to our our next point because I know we wanted to move on to the Brewers. The final vote was Alex Wood. He had nine votes for the, the sixth National League spot. Jimmy Nelson had the... The just barely missing the cut, and he might actually get in with the the wild card votes. But Jimmy Nelson had eight votes, so he just missed it. And does that not speak to how good the Brewers have been this year? That Jimmy Nelson is going to be an All Star? Uh, no, it, it does. Um, he he's. I mean, let's talk about the Brewers because I, I I love this team. They're so much fun. Um, they they are ridiculously fun. Um, and they're and like I, I can't wait for Chase Anderson to come back from this oblique thing because then their rotation is like this one. It's like it's what the Baltimore rotation should be, um, if that makes sense. Like, like let's say Tillman's healthy, both Bundy and Gossman are pitching well, and then you know the the, the the jumble of crap at the back end is acceptable enough. Like that's what the Baltimore rotation should be. Like, like they're almost like a younger, more fun version of the good Orioles, um, because they hit a ton of dingers. Their pitching is okay. The bullpen is surprisingly good, and then they they, they defend fairly well too. I, I I love this team. It's a team led by Shaw, Thames, Domingo Santana, Corey Nebel, uh, Jimmy Nelson, Chase Anderson before he got hurt. And it's crazy because if you look at their roster, the way the lineup is constructed, you don't really need many upgrades. I don't think there's really anywhere that you can say, "Hey, we need to go out and get a guy in the rotation." You might need some help. I mean, you're going in, you're going at it with uh, Jimmy Nelson, um, Matt Garza, and for as good as Garza's ERA is, he's he's not pitched well. Not not yeah, he's not, he's not been well. <laughs> as good as that that just barely under four ERA. Uh, Zach Davies had a good start yesterday, but at the same time he got hit hard. So you're going at it with Jimmy Nelson. Uh, you're hoping that Matt Garza doesn't fall apart at the end. You're hoping that Chase Anderson is going to be the Chase Anderson he was pre-injury, which I, I assume he was. He's been very, very good this year. But you need a starter. Who do they go out and get? Do they make that deal for Quintana that was reported uh, this morning that they had interest in him? Do they go out and get a Marcus Stroman? Do they do they try to see if the Royals are ready to cave and they go get Jason Vargas or what, what do they do? Um, I, I would be shocked if the Royals traded right now, give it a month um, from the come back to, to come back to earth. Um, Quintana makes the most sense because he's got team control. Like, I don't think like as good, as good as the Brewers have been so far, I would be shocked if they went like all in 
um, because this is like they're ahead of schedule. This is a long term thing. Um, like their 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 good stuff isn't here yet. Um, like you saw Lewis Brinson for half a second. You saw Brett Phillips for half a second. Um, Josh Hader is up, but not pitching for some strange reason. Like he's in the bullpen and he's thrown like six innings. Um, I don't know why they're not actually using him. Uh, you know, Luis Ortiz is still down there. Corey Ray is still a bit of a ways away. So their, their good stuff is still down there. And I, they had a fairly decent draft this year too. That being said, I think they would be willing to part with a guy like Phillips or Ortiz, um, or, you know, so something to that effect. Maybe Corey Ray. I would be surprised if they did. They did punt him. Maybe Trent Clark um, is a guy they can punt um, for a piece. But I, I mean, they're not gonna. They're not gonna give up Brinson. They're not gonna give up Hader. Like, like they're not gonna give up Orlando Arcia. Um, like if they're gonna go get somebody, if they're gonna get somebody who is controllable um, for years to come. Quintana's value might be a bit lower right now because his his numbers aren't pretty. He's been pitching better of late, um, so I could see Quintana being the guy, um, and he he makes sense for this rotation. The one lefty they have in the rotation now is Brent Suter, who's pitching because Anderson's hurt, and he's actually pitched pretty well. Um, he's been pretty good. Like, I, did you see his start the other day? I, did, I, I see his line. I haven't gotten the chance to watch him yet, but yeah, it, it looks like he's been pretty good. Um, I was impressed. Um, I mean, and it was the Orioles, and they suck. So, I, was, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't shocking that a lefty with weird stuff could carve up the Orioles, but he did. And, like, he has, he has like, I don't want to say, like, he doesn't have bats. He's got weird stuff. Everything moves a lot. He comes at from a weird angle. Um, he pitches incredibly quickly. Um, so I like Suter. I don't think he's a long-term rotation piece. He's probably more of a fireman for them. But, I, I, I mean, if they want to keep him in the rotation, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. But Quintana makes sense. Stroman makes a, number of, a, a measure of sense as well. My one concern with Stroman is that they do play in a small park. Um, and Stroman, when he's not good, is going to let the ball out of the ballpark. Um, I mean, when he's on, he's, he's ridiculous. But, I mean... Stroman has become a very volatile pitcher of late. Um, like when he's on, he he just destroys you. And when he's bad, he gets he, he gets destroyed. So Stroman does make a measure of sense. Um, I mean, if they if they could get Quintana without parting with guys like Brinson and Hader, I, I think it could be a lot of fun. So, uh, do you think that? It's smart for them to go out and get Quintana or Stroman, or do you think that it'd be better for them to kind of solderize the wound and go out and get uh, these buy-low guys that are one-year, two-year deals, um, or that will have one year or two years of left of club control? For the for the bullpen, do you think that going out and get like a Jerry Blevins from the Mets would make Blevins, sense? The left, they need yeah, a left. Yes, Blevins does make a lot of sense for the match. I, I, I think they should definitely do that if they can make it happen. Um, because let's say Suter does move back into the back into the bullpen, he's the one lefty out there, unless they're actually going to start using Hater. Um, I think they might just be keeping Hater, you know, tidying the bullpen and not using him and saving his bullets because they want him to pitch in the rotation down the stretch. But Jerry Blevins just make a lot of sense. Like the back end of their bullpen, Knable and Jacob Barnes, who I've never heard of before, is like actually pitching very well. Um, <laughs> but they definitely they could use another piece back there, and Blevins makes a lot of sense. 
Um, if they can get somebody like um, Tommy Canley from the White Sox, I could I think that could work. Yeah. Like they, like they don't even they don't need a lot um, because the bullpen's been okay but not great. Um, someone like Liam Hendricks from from Oakland, um, who is not you know he's not he's not a back end guy, but he's been pitching very well for a couple of years now. Um, he just he just gives you a little bit more length back there. I think Liam Hendricks makes a lot of sense, um, and he won't cost a whole lot either. I think. Um, and, and goodness knows Oakland is ready to blow it up. Like if they go get Ryan Madsen, that's great. But um, Blevins makes I, I like Blevins for them. That's that's a good idea. So if they go get Blevins, do you think that they try to package it? Do you think that they would go after Jacob Degrom? No, the, the, the Mets that, would even part. I, I would be shocked if the Mets trade Degrom. I, mean, I I had to ask it just because I was curious. I, I remember talking to Jared Seidler on Twitter earlier this year, and his his views on them potentially moving Degrom are not happening. Which I agree with, but I just I always find that curious. Of would Blevins be someone that you could get for low or for a, a, a cheaply? I guess if you get him by himself, or would they would the Mets want to package Blevins with somebody else because they think he's a lefty only guy? Um, I mean Blevins can pitch to both sides of both sides of the plate. It's that's not an issue with him. I I mean I don't know who else from the Mets they would go after. Is the thing like obviously they're not moving to Grom. Um, I don't think they're moving any of their other of their starters right now. Um, like, yeah, so I, I, I don't think that's happening. Because, like, I mean, they don't need Bruce or or, or, or Granderson because they have outfielders coming out of their ears, um, both on the major league roster and, and, and down on the down the farm. They don't need Estrubal. No, they, they, don't, they don't need Estrubal Cabrera. They're fine in the infield. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, it, it's just Blevins, I think. Which Blevins makes sense for them too, not only for when now Blevins has another year in his deal, yeah. so it'd be two years in that bullpen. I, <laughs> I think Blevins. Uh, I've been a big fan of Blevins this year. I think that he might be one of the most underrated. I wonder about this. Um, Rene Rivera actually might make a measure of sense for them. Um, because their backup catch right now is Stephen Vogt. Um, and I love Stephen Vogt, but he's a disaster behind the plate. And he's, he can kind of hit the ball out of the ballpark, but that's about all he does. I mean, he's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, clubhouse guy. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I love Steven, though. I think Rene Rivera makes sense because the catching situation right now is Manny Pena, who is a 30-year-old rookie, who's having the season of his life right now. <laughs> um, like, very far down ballot rookie of the year candidate. But he's a 30-year-old rookie. And you wonder if this is going to stop at some point. Um, and their catchers in the in AAA right now are Jet Bandy and Andrew Susak. So, I think Rene Rivera actually, if they could get Rene Rivera with uh, Blevins, that might be a thing that could work. So, do you think that the the Brewers could potentially win this division by standing pat, or do you think they have to go out and get somebody? I would want them to make some sort of upgrade. I don't think they need to make drastic upgrades. Like, Quintana would be fantastic, but like, I don't think they, like, desperately need Quintana. They could go get – I mean, I don't know who else is out there for pitchers right now because the pitching market's strange. Um, Weird. Like, they, they, could, they could get by, theoretically, with just another arm with a pulse. You know what I mean? Um, but I also think that – I think we're getting to the point right now where you keep saying, well, the Cubs are going to turn around at some point. And you know the Cubs are going to go nuts on the trade market because they have to. Um, like, they're going to go get Sonny Gray. They might go get J.D. Martinez. 
Justin Verlander was one they were talking about. Maybe they do that instead of Sonny Gray, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, I, I just the more I watch the Cubs, the less inspired I become. Um, is I, I just don't see it. Um, they're out of magic prospects to pull out a triple A. Ian Happ was their last guy. They don't have a pitcher down there. They, and they need like three pitchers. Their bullpen's fine. The offense is eh, whatever. Um, but they need like three starting pitchers and they're out of guys down there. Um, so if they're going to go get stuff that's going to cost them Dylan Cease, I mean, they're probably going to try and hold on to Eloy Jimenez um, and rightfully so. Um, but I mean, if that's the cost for Sonny Gray, I mean, they might, they, I, I'm not going to put anything past them. Um, I mean, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to trade Dylan Cease. They're going to trade. I mean, I don't know what else they have down there. I mean, it's, it's Eddie Julio Martinez. It's Trevor Clifton. It's, I don't like that. They're like, they're, 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 the farm is like a, like a bottom half farm right now. Not that they don't have assets. Um, but like, I, like I, they're far away assets. Yeah, and, and and like except for Eloy Jimenez, who I don't think they're going to trade. Um, like an yeah, I saw floated um on Twitter the other day. I forget who who said it. Um, I think it might have been Nate Greed actually who said this. Um, because their bullpen's been like fairly solid, and I don't think they would do this. I, I really don't think they would do this. Um, but do you package Wade Davis as part of something? Because I mean, if your bullpen is your strength. Um, and you're that desperate for starting pitching. Like, that might be a thing. That, I don't think they do it, but it was, it was an idea that was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I just I, I don't I don't like. We'll we'll see how how drastic the additions are because there will be additions. Um, and and the, there's definitely going to be at least one starter. Um, their outfield is not bad, but also like, how long do you keep running Kyle Schwarber out there? Um, and you know, do you wait for him to get better, or do you stick? J.D. Martinez in left field um, and just say, OK, go have fun. So, yeah, I, I, I think that they'll make additions, but I, I don't know if it's enough. Well, it's pitching was always that area where we knew the Cubs were weak, but they just kind of made up for it by going out and getting John Lester, uh, by converting Mike Montgomery to a starter, uh, by Kyle Hendricks overperforming last year and really playing uh, pitching very well. He's not as bad as he is this year. He's not as good as he was last year. He's probably somewhere in between. But John Lackey overperformed last year. He is he's, awful he's, this he's year. Done. He's going to get DFA. He's done. Yeah. He's he's going to find his way out soon. And it's one of those, like, th- that's the reason that they were in the Shelby Miller trade market before he was moved. That's I mean, Arietta has not been good. Yeah. It, he, he's been better of late. He had a good start against the Reds. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or, uh, or what, but... He's he's not he's not been great this year, and it's it's something they they have to go out and get something if they want to compete. But like you said, they might not have anything to deal from, and it's, it's also not, it's one not of those like they assets. It's like they're going to use their final group of assets to go make these trades, and after that, that's it. But isn't this the same? Not the exact same, but a similar type of problem that Theo ran into when he was in Boston, around the time that he went out. He went out and made all these signings, and he kind of ran at his wit's end, and it was a team that was supposed to be really good, and then it just kind of fell on its face, and then he was on his way out. I have a hard time blaming Theo for this. Um, like, it's not Theo's fault that 
Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo have been good, but not great. It's not Theo's fault that Ben Zobris has stopped hitting as much. It's not Theo's fault that Hayward was hurt for a while, that Hendricks is hurt, that, you know, it's not Theo. I mean, it, like, I, I can't lay the blame on Theo for this because, you know what, he did his job. Yeah. The Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> um, like, like let, let's be clear. The Cubs won the World Series with this group. Um, and he had to go all in and throw all his chips on the table to do it last year. But they, they won the World Series. Um, so I can't fault him for people underperforming um, and guys getting hurt and stuff like that. You know, the, the the championship hangover is a very sort of real thing. Um, like these guys threw a lot of innings last year. They they played a lot of baseball. They had a very short off season, and you know, they're not I mean, like the urgency isn't there as much this year. Like the, the mental. Like, I'm not saying they're not trying. I would never say that. I'm saying yeah. that it's not the same degree of mental urgency of okay, we are the chosen ones. We have to go do this because they did it. They they slayed the dragon. They won the World Series. So they're not as mentally, you know, like pedal to the metal because one, they didn't have as long as an offseason, and two, they already did the job. And in modern baseball, and not just modern baseball, in baseball and for in general, in sports in general, fans don't just want a championship; they want a dynasty. Because once they get the championship, like, okay, we still have all these guys. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let Let's be. You know, the Charlie Finley A's. Let's be the Murderers from Yankees. Let's be the 90s Yankees. Let's be the Chicago Bulls. Let's be the New England Patriots. Let's just go out and run the table for, for a decade because we have the, all these young guys. And you can't do it every year. You, you just can't. Um, those teams who did it every year, like the 90s Yankees, are an aberration. Um, and they got lucky, too. Like, the Cubs were counting on Kyle Schwarber to be a major part of their offense this year, and he hasn't been. And it, I, I can't lay the blame on Theo's on Theo for that. Like, that's not Theo's fault. It might, like, I don't, I don't want to say that the Cubs did a crappy job of player values with Kyle Schwarber because, you know, he's still like, you know, what, like three quarters of a full season into his, into his major league career in terms of plate appearances. Like he didn't have a season last year between the two postseason runs he was part of and the up and down of this year. And then the bid he was up in, in 2016, like Kyle Schwarber right now, not including the, the postseason, has 543 big league plate appearances to his, to his name. If And 51 of the postseason. So that's 594 plate appearances into his big league career. We don't know what Kyle Schwarber is yet. We have no idea. Um, could he be a mid-tier, three-tier outcomes DH? Maybe. Um, we don't know yet. And I don't fault the Cubs for saying, okay, we're going to count on Kyle Schwarber to, to be a big part of the offense this year. Um, because he has, the, theoretically, has the talent to do that. And it hasn't come to pass. Um, and I also think it's partly to blame on the media for hyping Kyle Schwarber up as this hitting god, who he probably isn't, because there are very few guys who are hitting gods. Um, so that's a lot of unfair expectations on Kyle Schwarber's shoulders, um, because he got a couple clutch singles in the postseason last year. So, I mean, that's why I think, like, J.D. Martinez makes sense for this team. Use Schwarber off the, as a bat off the bench, I think. that I think that could be good for him um, down the stretch. You know, and, and, and do I think they're making the playoffs? 
No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I am like, I have to defer to the to, to the company line and promote the brand and everything. The Fangraphs still thinks the Cubs have a seventy-two point seven percent chance of making the playoffs. That is a product. I mean, that seems pretty high. Like, and if you look at the the because I'm looking at the graph, it's a downward trend, and the Brewers have been shooting up. Um, somehow, St. Louis is only one tenth of a percentage point below. Uh, the Brewers right now, but they're also trending downward a bit. I don't think the Cubs are going to make the playoffs. You know what? That's okay. They don't have to make the playoffs every year. Um, you know, sometimes they just not your year. Shit happens. Guys underperform. Guys get hurt. Um, you realize your roster is older than you think it is. And Theo knows how old his roster is. He brought in all these veterans. He brought in John Lester. and J- He didn't think he was getting two good years out of John Lackey. He thought he was going to squeeze one year of st- Deuce out of John Lackey to get himself a championship, and that's fine. Those are the moves you make when you're trying to win a championship. You, you, you it's, it's called winning now for a reason because you know you're gonna have these contracts that are gonna be bitches later. And John Lackey's there right now. Um, I, 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 I can't get too upset with Theo for this. This is not Theo's fault. It's not Jed Hoyer's fault. Um, because you know what? They won the damn World Series. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what they were brought in for, and I'm, I I fully agree with what you said. I just I brought it up because I wanted to see if it would kind of spark anything. And I, I like like you a lot of what you were saying, I agree with. And I think that if you're a Cubs fan, you trade a 500 2017 for a World Series in 2016. Absolutely, that broke, that Absolutely. broke the streak. <laughs> like I I don't I don't think it should even be like a, a crossing thought, but. In the moment, you don't trade that because you're like, oh, we want to win again. Like you said, we want to be a dynasty. But looking back, you're like, yeah, I, I, I trade a shitty John Lackey 2017 and a Jake Arrieta kind of falling off 2017. He's struggling in a, a Hendricks regression. I trade the 2017 for what they did in 2016 and how good this team was. And you know what? Maybe um, you're the Giants. Maybe you win next year. Like, like, like The Giants <laughs> won three in five years. And the two they didn't, they didn't even make the damn playoffs. But you know what? They're still a dynasty because they won three in five years. I was joking with Matt Goldman on Twitter that because the Cubs are the one who ended the Giants' devil magic, the Giants' even-year magic, uh, now the Cubs get to do that. They get to enjoy the uh, the even-year even year BS that we all come to know and love. And uh, I, I would just ask this question. That that seems like a very high percentage of uh, playoff percentage for the Cubs. The Cardinals are five and a half out. They, I don't like the Cardinals. It feels like, yeah, I, I, it's a roster that's not. If they try to go win now, it might be their demise for years to come because that is not the roster you want to go win now with and sell off your Harrison Baders and Carson uh, Kelly, your Carson Kellys, and, and and those type of prospects because you have Alex Reyes coming back next year. Bader's got a full year of minor league ball under his belt after the end of the season. He might be a September call-up. Magnaria Sierra probably gets a good bit of playing time next year because I was shocked they brought him up from A-ball earlier this year, and he looked fine. Yeah, it's not the roster you want to go by with. The the Cardinals, for all intents and purposes, could do well from selling O and and selling not a a Mike Leak because it still blows my mind that Mike Leak is 29 years old, but... Selling, selling off some of their older guys because they do have a, a very club-controlled team, and because they're the Cardinals. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like the Brewers are going to fall off. It just feels like the Cubs are a 500 team, and that's okay. It doesn't like 
we always we, we've been waiting this whole year like the Cubs are gonna break out the Cubs are gonna break out they're gonna have one hot streak and they're just gonna they're gonna be back in it but if that never comes that that would not surprise me they they seem like they're just a middling 500 team and if they were to come to terms with that then I don't like I I think I'm not saying they should sell first of all no, I don't think, no, they, no, should, no, I think no. they should buy I think they should buy Martinez I think they should go out and try to get Verlander or I mean, uh, it, not a Cantana but a, a, a back mid rotation starter somebody that they can get for kind of cheaply but at the same time is going to produce but at the same time they just feel like a 500 team at this point and they either need to make additions or just stand pat and accept the the fate I mean they're, they're gonna they're gonna make additions because you know the, the, the you know Cubs Twitter would probably not just Cubs Twitter I shouldn't say that Cubs fans would you know call for blood if they don't try to go for it um you know chicago is now new york you have to try um uh, they're they are now the yankees where like there there is a an expectation of we're gonna go win and, and we're gonna go try i think they might do what the yankees have done the past couple of years before they, they turn into this really good team is where okay we're gonna go like you said make some we're gonna make additions but we're not gonna go blow it up to make additions um they're they're going to make a a token effort, just so, so to say. I I think like Sonny Gray is going to be expensive, but he's not going to like break the bank expensive. I think. Um, I, I think this is where Sonny Gray ends up, and maybe they take Sean Doolittle with Doolittle with them, um, or 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 they take. You know, that would make sense. Or or they take Jed Lowry with them, um, and stick him at second base and tell Ben Zobers to be a super utility guy, um, like. Theo did have experience with Jed Lowry. Lowry was in Boston when when he came up, and he was he was one of the ones that kind of semi filled that third base hole, and then he was chipped off. And so I I wonder if Theo has an interest for Lowry, and that's a move that he would make because he does. Lowry plays almost every infield position. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, like you stick Lowry at second, Cal Ben's over to go go play other places and come off the bench. Um. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, uh, just shifting real quick to Quintana and that market, what do you think the market for Quintana and uh, a Stroman and a Sunny Gray look like at this point? Is there any teams that you think aren't competing that would still want to go out and get those, like in Atlanta Braves? Um, I don't know. I don't just think about the Braves yet. I really don't. Um, they are currently seven back of the wild card. And I just have a hard time seeing Colorado and Arizona like falling out of one of those spots. I really do. I think Colorado is going to come back and get better. Um, they're three and seven in the last 10. Um, and it, it hasn't looked pretty, but they're, they're a better team than this. And you know what? They might be the ones to get Jose Quintana um, because they can afford him. And they have the need for Jose Quintana. You know, before Texas was picking things up, I was like, you, Darvish is going to be a, Tex- going to be a Colorado Rocky um, because that made all the sense in the world. But now Texas is kind of a thing. Maybe if they fall out of it, maybe they go get Darvish. Um, so maybe, like, they'll get somebody. They have to go get somebody. And w- once they get some pitching, um, the bats will perk back up at some point. Um, I actually wouldn't be shocked if they traded for a bat. Arenado is actually not hitting as well as people might think he is. Um, he's got like a 110 
last I saw. Well, the the interesting thing I thought somebody brought up, I think it was on Twitter, that the way it runs Creative Plus, the way it rates Coors, really messes with um, all the the Rockies' way to run Creative Plus as a team and their way to run Creative Plus individually. And so, do you think that? That they've actually been better than some of the stats show. Probably, probably, yeah. I mean, Arenado is hitting two ninety eight, three forty nine, five forty, which is pretty damn good. Um, he hit better in the past though, um, and so I don't know how far away David Dahl is. I would imagine he's back at some point. Desmond hit the DL again with a strained calf, and that hurts. So right now they're running out. You know, Trevor Story has not been hitting well. Um, I think that that might that ship might have sailed. Um, I, I don't think they'll move on from him this year. He'll probably is a short. He's probably the shortstop. They have Brendan Rodgers tearing up the minor league. I, I would be shocked if Rodgers is up this year. Yeah. Um, you know, if if he like keeps demolishing Double A and they like and they put him on Triple A and he he keeps doing well, then maybe you see him in like second half of August, like they do with like what the Red Sox did with Bogarts in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, 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 but that's a lot for this kid. Like. Brandon Rogers is 20 years old, so I, as cool as that would be, I don't, I don't see it <laughs> happening. So, I mean, if they were to do something, like honestly, it would be like to get Cargo off the field because he has not been pretty. Um, it's and I, I don't, it's been bad. I don't know how he would feel about being relegated to the bench, but I also think he realizes that he's not been good. Um, like he is hitting 217, 297, 337 in course. Yikes. <laughs> and it's and it's been like that since the second half of last year too. It, it's it's been an extended yeah. just, uh, I think Eric McKinley is the one who said that it's it's been the famed Carlos Gonzalez cold streak with zero hot streaks. Yeah. And that's that's what happens when you live and die by the streak. Yeah. Um, not that I dislike Carlos Gonzalez as a player because he's been great, but at a certain point, you got to do something about that. You can't just keep running him out there if you're going to try and win a championship. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, wow, what if J.D. Martinez winds up in Colorado? Um, that would be nuts. J.D. Martinez, since coming off the disabled list, has been one of the sneaky best players in baseball. Yes. It, he has... He has absolutely destroyed the ball and hit very, very well. Yeah, um, and he's a rental. So I, I would – if I'm Colorado, I, I'd be in on that um, because, like I said, they can afford whatever they want. Like they, they, they are in a wonderful position in this market because they have such a good farm system. They can do whatever the hell they want. Like and like that's not going to cost you Brandon Rodgers. Like, that, that, like a half a season of, of J.D. Martinez is not going to do that. Um, it might cost you Riley Pint, which is fine. It might cost you, you know, I don't know. What, like, they've got a lot of stuff down there. Like, like, a, like a Ryan McMahon is hitting really well again. That might be the guy who goes. They've got a lot of good stuff down there. And if you can get something for Pint, Pint has been a guy that's sliding down prospect lists the last couple of years. So and, and Detroit, maybe that's not and bad. And Detroit's pretty good at pitching development. Um, so that might be a guy they would have fun with. Uh, so do you think that Back back to the NL Central. Do you think that the Brewers go out and try to acquire one of these guys specifically so that the Cubs don't out don't go out and get one of these guys? Do you think they play no, more game theory? Yeah. Not yet, not yet. Um, it, it is not time for some game theory in, in, in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, not yet. Only, only because, like I said, like they're ahead of schedule and like they don't have all their guys yet. Like they're not as good as they're going to be next year. Um, they're going to be even better next year. So I think they will make cautious upgrades, but I don't think they're going to go nuts and just and just put the pedal to the metal and say, "Here we go, we're in." They 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 will do it bit by bit. Um, I don't think they need like it's going to get tight down the stretch. I think once the Cubs go get all their guys, um, so I think they do need to trade for people, but I don't think they need to go nuts. And I really hope this isn't a scenario like was it 2014, 2015 when 24. the Twins were playing out of their minds <laughs> and then just kind of they, fell on the stretch. They weren't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I hope that this isn't that because the Brewers are so. Fun no, you to know watch. why it's not going to happen because they're so much more talented than that Twins team was. Like that, that Twins team was never good. They were never good. Um, they were playing way above their pay grade for a long time without being actually good. This Brewers team is talented. They have some really good players, and they've got fun players. Like Travis Shaw is like a low key MVP candidate right now. Which yeah. honestly, like between how he hit when he first came up with Boston, and you know this offensive environment, and the fact he's playing in Milwaukee with the with the juice ball. I'm not shocked by that because everybody's hitting better now. But Travis Shaw was a good hitter when he came up. Like, if you look at his numbers with that first stint with Boston, when he came up and played first base for them, he hit really well. He was good. Yeah, he was good. It, <laughs> he he hit that, that kind of cold stretch, and it, it almost felt like instantly that the Red Sox had fallen out of love with him and that this was who Travis Shaw was. And it was like, like he just came up. He hit a cold stretch. And then it felt like they kind of quit on him and just shift him off for a reliever who ended up tearing his UCL. So it's it's one of those things where, yeah, Travis Shaw has been really good. I think he gets overshadowed sometimes because of how good third base is. And and, and how fun Eric Thames is. Yeah and, yeah, and how fun Eric Thames is. And it's one of those things where he's going to be a guy that if he keeps this up, that is going to be... Just a name that that you will want to know uh, going forward, and it's exciting. I don't know if I'm ready to anoint him just yet. Like, I, he might fall off a bit in the second half, but like he's been playing really well. He's actually playing third, a pretty good third base. Um, and he's only 27 years old, so um, yeah, I mean uh, that's a good piece for him for the next few years. So, uh, who do you think is a team that can go out and make a move? and still not make the playoffs, but benefit down the stretch from making that move? Mm. The Angels. Do you think they're the sell? I don't know. And here's the thing. Do you know how good Edelton Simmons has been this year? He's been really good. He's been <laughs> shockingly good. Um, and they've got this guy named Mike Trout who's going to come back in a few weeks. So... You mean the guy who's going to play Eric Young Jr.? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I don't, I don't know if they buy. Like, I, I don't know if they would do it. I think they're probably just going to stand pat. Do they move a Blake Parker, is I guess what I'm trying to ask. Probably Blake Parker goes. Um, let me think. Let me give you a better answer than the, than the Angels. Um, because this is like a really weird environment where like teams are really good or they're not. Um, there are very few okay teams. Like, there might be guys who are, like, hovering around 500, but, like, you know they're not good. Like the Twins. Yeah. 
I guess I was trying to allude to kind of the Braves again because I feel like the Braves are in this weird position where they're going to be – like next next year is the year, but if they go out and buy a starter now long-term like a Stroman or a sure, Katana, yeah. like they, they still have And one. they've been trying to do that for a couple of years now. Yeah, well, weren't they rumored with uh, – Sale. Sale, yeah. That was it. And everybody – like when it came out, everybody was like, really? They're going to go out and Chris Sale? But yeah, it's exactly that, that these are guys controlled – for a decent amount of stretch, and their window probably opens next year or the year after. It, it's 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 right there, and you just you have to wonder if they'll be a player in the market, even though the record doesn't really show it. Yeah, um, they might do that because uh, I know they've been trying to do that for a little while now. Um, like they might try and play spoiled, like like what the Nets are doing right now in the NBA, like with the Otto Porter thing. Um, they might be pests in, in the uh, in the in the Quintana market. I wouldn't be shocked by that because that's kind of been their mo. But I don't think they get it done. I wouldn't be shocked if the Braves are like major players in the U Darvish market this winter. Um, I would not be shocked by that at all. For the o- the Otani one, if it ever develops. I, I don't know what the hell is going on there. I don't I don't I don't, yeah. I don't know what the rules are because they just changed. I don't know when he's coming over. I just know he's going to be a Yankee, but um, <laughs> uh, or a Dodger. But um, yeah, that that'll that'll be what they do this winter. I, I don't know if they I don't think they can get the deal done now. Um, just because the price is going to be so high, um, because that's going to cost you Ozzy Albies, if not Acuna, and you know like Soroka or somebody. So I'll ask you kind of a quick hit here. What, what is what is the final standings in the NL Central when everything's said and done? What they are right now? Same thing. Four and a half out by the Cubs. Five and a half. Oh, you want numbers? Oh yeah. Like okay. how, how many games do the Cubs? How many games back are the Cubs when everything's said and done? Or are they in the lead? No, the Brewers are going to win the division. Uh, and maybe, 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 maybe Pittsburgh sneaks ahead of St. Louis when it's said and done. But, um, I think the, the, just based on how much better the Cubs are going to get at some point in the next month, I think they're three and a half out at the end. I think I, that seems about right. Yeah. Two and a half, three and a half seems, that seems about what I would guess too, but it's exciting. There's... This trade season, I haven't really, like, I've been excited for trade seasons in the past, but this one seems just like it's going to be crazy because there are so many potential things that could happen with so many different teams. And it's, like, the entire National League is out of it if you're not playing in the National League Central. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be crazy. All right, so I think that's all we got for today. Um, thank you for listening. Please make sure you go on iTunes and subscribe to In Play Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at InPlay Podcast. Follow us on Beyond the Box Score at BTB Score. Follow Sean at Sean Brody, S-H-A-W and Sean. Um, I'm Nick Cellini. Follow me on Twitter at Cellini Tweets. Follow our regular host at, at Evan Davis Sports. You can find his work at FanRag um, and at Beyond the Box Score. I am at Fan FanGraphs. Um, Sean's at uh, Beyond the Box Score. Um, thank you to our theme music composers, Trapdoor Social. Um, guys, we keep saying this and we mean it. Um, please, 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 please send us in questions. We want to answer your questions. We want to have fun. Uh, the listener question episode we did was fun and they can get even wackier and better. So, um, you can shoot us an email at inplaypodcast at gmail.com. Um, or just, you know, at the, at the podcast handle on Twitter at me at Evan, um, wacky questions serious questions whatever you want send them to us we want to answer them make sure you subscribe on all sorts of platforms and yeah thank you for listening and we hope you have a good day
podcast has been provided by trapdoor social their self-titled album is available now find them at trapdoor social on facebook and twitter and at trapdoorsocial.com i see you in the crowd tonight blood pools in my head i should feel much closer now but the distance grows instead your words are like a symphony reaching for my soul a melody that turns and soars and always leaves